Hello and welcome back to the Self-Discovery Podcast, a place where we chat all things self-discovery, personal development, manifestation, living your purpose and your best goddamn life. My name is Ailey and I'm a personal development coach dedicated to helping people who are unsatisfied to live a much more fulfilling life. So hello and welcome back to the pod. First of all, I really need to apologise for my sound quality. Um, it's absolutely pissing down and I'm right next to a Velux window, so probably not the best choice of location, but we have just moved into my parents' house and I am just trying to get everything sorted. So I apologise for the horrible sound quality with this because it's Despite the fact it's the middle of July, it is absolutely pissing down outside. So, Bonnie Scotland for you at its best. But, in other news, um, this is a day late, this podcast, and I sincere apologies about that. But, we have had a lot going on this past couple of weeks. A lot. Um, so, I'm, well, I'm quite surprised that all my other podcasts have been on time. Um, but in the past week, we have packed up our entire house. We have either shipped half, shipped our stuff to Australia, skipped stuff that was not worthy of taking, or given stuff away. And we moved out our house just shy of a week ago and into my parents' house, all four of us. We are in the same bedroom. Thankfully, it is a very big bedroom. And we have our own living room space as well. So, But it's just been chaos. It has been absolute chaos. It's just the stress of moving things, trying to get the house clean and tidy. And up until the very last minute, I almost thought that we weren't going to make it in time. We weren't going to have the house done. And we were going to have these new people chapping at the door on the Thursday morning, waiting to get into the house. And we were still packing up. So... I'm just so thankful that we managed to get it done. Um, But I don't know if anybody has ever done this, but when you grow up and you buy your own house and you move out and then you move back to your parents, like, shit's weird. It really is. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm really enjoying being here and I think it's going to be great the next two months. But as a mum and a wife and you're here with your husband and your children, it's like... It's a really weird balance of like reminiscing from back in the day when you used to live with your parents, but then also your new life is with you. It's really strange, really strange. Anyway, so we managed to get the house cleared by the Wednesday, which was a miracle. And we handed over the keys on Thursday, so it's been a massive, massive week for us. So we made it. But stress has obviously been a big factor in things recently. I would say there's probably been an element of stress since we knew David had got the job in Australia because we knew we had a really big task on our hands. Firstly, to sell the house and then to move out of it, as well as organise visas, medicals, all the things that we still have to do, like find a house, open bank accounts, find daycares for the kids, need to get driving licences, buy a new car, so... It made sense for me to do an episode just now about stress, the impact that stress has on our minds and our bodies and how to stay mindful when we're going through stressful situations. 
because that has been my life recently. Now, we are human, so inevitably we are going to experience stress and stressful times throughout our lives. Um, but we we are here to experience everything that life throws at us. But that unfortunately means that sometimes it is not all sunshine and rainbows. We live in a society where stress, anxiety, lack of time, rushing and fast paced is unfortunately just a way of life and one that many of us live by but this is just an example of how society and generations before us have shaped who we are and how we live our lives. We wouldn't necessarily choose to live a particularly stressful life and in fact more and more people are now realising that that's no way to live and they would rather give up everything, ditch the rat race and live a peaceful life by the beach or off the grid, whatever floats your boat. So I'm happy with that because the more people that do that, the more they can make it realistic for others to know that they can also change their lives and let stress be a thing of the past. But let me start by saying that most of us overestimate what we can do in short periods of time. I am really guilty of this. Even the morning the solicitor called to ask what time we'd be out the house on Thursday and we'd be handing the keys over. At 9.50am, I told her that I would have the keys dropped off by 11am. Now, we still had to empty the last bits from the house and I had to drive into town to drop the keys off. And there is wonderful roadworks along the motorway, which meant it was going to be at least half an hour to get into town, park the car, get the baby out the car, drop the keys off. I mean, high expectations. But... I, instead of giving myself an extra half hour and even saying 11.30, I put pressure on myself to get everything done in a short space of time. So cue the stress levels increasing and panicking that the new owners were going to be chapping at the door. So it's almost like stress is a bit of a badge of honour. But why do we do it to ourselves? Well, it's how we've been brought up and it's how society and our families have shaped us as people and our belief systems. So from an early age, we are programmed to live a certain way. We're literally programmed to walk, talk, act, sing, dance, live a certain way. And one of those is that we must get an education, we must get a stable job with a decent income and work our way up the ladder until we can class ourselves as successful. But the problem with this, though, is that employers often don't see people as human beings with lives outside of work. Not all employers, but a lot of them. So they want to get the absolute most out of you at work, regardless of whether or not you have a hectic home life. I used to joke when I was leaving my job that was eight to five, that I was leaving to go start my five to eight at home because life doesn't stop and life doesn't stop being hectic once I got home. So I was doing eight till five in the office, then I would go home and it's dinner time, it's witching hour, which is fucking horrendous, hissy fits, bath time, more hissy fits, pyjamas, story time, bedtime, put the toddler to bed eight times time 
Like, after a full day of being on the go at work, it is no wonder I burnt myself out. It's no wonder we burn ourselves out as a generation, as a society. We're expected to work full-time, parent, run a house, keep the house clean, tidy, keep the fridge stocked, cook fresh meals, exercise, squeeze in socialising, and if we're really, really, really lucky, add in some time to ourselves at some point during the week. But when will that end? Is it once we're so burnt out that we are physically unable to do it anymore? Or once we've given everything we've got and it takes a toll on our health, maybe? People are literally trading their time, their freedom and their happiness for a salary. It's not fair. Now, stress can look different to everyone. To some people, if they had stresses of someone else, they'd be burnt out completely. And to others, they maybe strive off of stress to a certain degree and they enjoy the thrill of it. But everyone has a limit. Everyone has a point where their bodies will start to scream at you to make changes. For me, obviously I suffer with ME and fibromyalgia, which flares up through stress. And this past week, I've already, I've already had the telltale signs that a relapse is on its way. My shooting pains start coming down my legs and my arms, but thankfully I managed to get on top of it and it doesn't seem to be manifesting itself into a full-blown relapse, which is great. But almost two years ago, I lost two big patches of hair through stress. My gut flares up, my eczema flares up, I get random symptoms like twitchy eyes or restless legs. These are all ways that my body is trying to tell me that something is wrong. And if you don't do something to change it, it'll just get worse. And I, if I just ignore the symptoms, something else will come up and something else will come up. Stress can obviously manifest itself in many different ways. In fact, it's been linked to chronic fatigue, to IBS, loss of sex drive, headaches, hair loss, irregular periods, muscle pain, memory loss, gut health issues, and has even been linked to cancer. When you're stressed for long periods of time, you may feel like you're on top of things and you're not actually stressed. But the strain you're actually putting your body under is immense and this will absolutely be causing havoc in your body. Not to mention the effect it's having on your cortisol levels. Now cortisol is our stress hormone and it's natural for it to spike up and down throughout the day. But excessive or prolonged exposure to stress will absolutely be increasing your cortisol levels, which is basically the body's fight or flight mode. High cortisol levels can cause weight gain, especially around the belly, acne, skin issues, fatigue, and that wired, tired feeling where you're tired all day but then you struggle to sleep at night. This can all be down to your stress levels and you probably have absolutely no idea just how much your stress levels are affecting your health. Even when we don't think we're stressed, our bodies can be under a lot of stress. We just get really good at masking it, hiding it or ignoring it. We've been conditioned to live a stressful life, a life that we need a break from, we need a holiday from, to get away from it all, only to return a fortnight later to chaos and stress again. So what are some things that we can do to help keep our stress levels to a minimum? So first of all, don't overcommit. 
be realistic with what you can achieve and always leave yourself from some wiggle room rather than sticking to unrealistic deadlines and because that just piles on the pressure with to you so take my example of agreeing to do something by a certain time I really didn't have to do that I was just putting pressure on myself and I do it all the time on my calendar like if someone says oh are you free this day I'm like oh I've got something on but I'll, why don't we do the morning because I've got that one in the afternoon I end up squeezing too much in I end up putting too much pressure on myself and I end up running late which just really spikes my cortisol levels and I just get really stressed and flustered and it just ruins my day so I am slowly learning not to overcommit. I am learning to say no to things. I'm learning to schedule in the proper amount of time. And also, I'm learning that whatever time I think it's going to take, I just add myself a little bit extra, give myself some wiggle room. Um, But it's so important to just be realistic with what you can and can't achieve. So also take time for yourself. You, You can't pour from an empty cup. We all know that. You need to make sure that you're looking after yourself and listening to your body. If you need a day in bed, just do it. If you need to exercise, if you need to journal, if you need to lie in a bath or meet up with a friend or get blind drunk on a night out, whatever you need to do, just do it. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it and don't use the excuse that you don't have time. Prioritise it and schedule it into your day to make sure you do it. So when you're planning your day the night before, when you're planning your your day for the next day, make sure you're scheduling time for things and especially time for yourself. Otherwise, you will let things get on top of you. You'll forget and before you know it, it'll be the end of the day and you've not done it. So another thing to do is journal. It's a massive release to get everything that's going on in your head down on paper. So obviously it's great that, you know, they say when you speak to someone, it's like a problem shared, a problem halved. However, sometimes you don't want to hear anyone's opinions and you also do not want some judgment on whatever's going on in your head. So writing it down in a safe place where you know you're not going to get any judgment, you know you're not going to get any opinions or beliefs or whatever, then it's a safe space. It's somewhere that when you can write it down, it empties out of your mind and it is so, so freeing. It's like just getting everything out on paper. It just releases it from inside your head. So take the time to journal and make it intentional. Sit down and maybe have like a cup of tea and put a candle on and set a nice sort of atmosphere. Don't start journaling when you're in the middle of something and you stop, start, stop, start because it just does not work. You have to set the intention. You have to take the time and you have to do it right. So another thing, if something or someone isn't serving you anymore, let it go. So take this as you wish. It could mean different things to different people. It could be simple things like pressuring yourself to go to the gym when maybe you absolutely hate every minute of exercise and would rather be doing something totally different. If it's not serving you, let it go. Stop paying the membership and stop pressuring yourself to do something you don't actually want to do. It could mean a hobby that you just don't get any joy out of anymore. It could mean your job, your career choice, who you spend your time with, your relationship, friendships. 
If it's not serving you, let it go. If it does not align with the person that you want to become, let it go. If it doesn't bring you joy and happiness, let it go. If your highest self wouldn't put up with it or put up with them, why are you? Ask yourself, if you're pushing yourself to do something, ask yourself, why? Why am I doing it? Or if you hear yourself saying, I should do this, I should do that, ask yourself, why? Why should I? If it is helping you align with the person that you want to become, if it's in tune with the life that you want to live, and if it's pushing you towards achieving that life, then absolutely do it. But if it's holding you back, if it's not serving you, and if it's holding you further away from actually achieving what it is that you want in life, or if that person is, let it go. So I've already mentioned it, but to schedule your day and set priorities. So prioritise maybe three things that you want to get done that day and pat yourself on the back when you do them. Give yourself a wee bit of self-praise. Come on, we're all so harsh on ourselves. So see if you manage to get three things or even one thing ticked off your to-do list. Pat yourself on the back. I was so pleased with myself today that Despite the fact that I've had a busy day, I've still managed to redirect my mail, order a buggy board for the pram for Blair. I have cancelled the TV licence. I have cancelled the council tax. Um, I'd done something else, but I can't remember what it was. And I was so, I was like praising myself for that. Pat on the back. Well done, Ailey. So you need to make sure that you are setting priorities. You can get really overwhelmed when you think of all the things that you need to do. I mean, I've been doing that quite a lot recently and I need to sort of ground myself, recenter myself and think, right, okay, what needs done now? What needs done today? And then focus on what needs done tomorrow or the next day or whatever. You can set yourself priorities. So out of your list of things that you have to do, there will be things that you absolutely have to do that day. Then there will be things that are important but not that important that can maybe wait till tomorrow. So separate them because... You can get really overwhelmed and especially when you let your mind run, you end up spiralling out of control thinking, I've got so much to do, I've got so much to do. I am definitely, I used to be one of those people who'd done that all the time. People would say, what's wrong? Oh, just everything, everyone's piling up. But it's because my mind was running away from me. I wasn't prioritising, I wasn't splitting things up, I wasn't looking at things individually and I wasn't able to break down that these individual tasks weren't actually that massive like alone they're fine it was just because I had so much to do but prioritize things that you have to do and schedule them into your day so schedule even scheduling time to eat or taking taking a break maybe to actually do your tasks or to spend some time on your self-care whatever that is just schedule it into your day so that you know rough time blocks that you can spend on each thing and you don't get carried away doing something that's not actually benefiting you at all so meditating that's another really really good one honestly the most grounding thing you can ever do when we're stressed our minds start to play tricks on us we start to tell ourselves little stories and things are always worse than they actually really are or we start picking at our faults, we start to become quite negative towards ourselves. Meditation is the best way to bring us back to the now, to be present, to calm the nervous system down and lower those cortisol levels. 
try to schedule in meditation every day, even five minutes. Even if you're sitting on top of your bed for the first five minutes that you wake up in the morning or the last five minutes before you go to bed, whatever that needs to be, it doesn't need to take an age. Five minutes is fine. And particularly make time for it when you're going through stressful situations. A gratitude list with everything that's been going on in my life recently. I haven't really written a gratitude list in a while, but I have been mindful of expressing my gratitude whenever I can. Stress can really easily start to cause us to look at the negatives and focus on what we don't have. So we're focusing on the lack with a lack mentality rather than being grateful for what we do have. So there's obviously, as I've said, there's quite a bit of stress going on in my life. So it would really be easy for me to start telling myself how hard done by I am, how life is so tough, you know, picking all the negative things and having a lack mentality. But I know just how powerful gratitude is and I have trained my mindset to look for the positives in everything now. I may not have had time to write out my gratitude list, but my, I actually don't know where my journal is, probably in the depths of a box somewhere. Um, but last night, for example, when I was in the shower, I started rhyming off all the things that I was grateful for. You know, we've had help with the packing and we've had help with childcare to let us pack. Amazing. We are able to live with my parents for the next two months and spend quality time with them before we go to Australia. For the first time since I was 24, I have no mortgage to pay, no bills, well, no major bills, no house to maintain, no direct debits coming out of my ears. Like, how how liberating and freeing is that? We also get to live somewhere that's homely, that's safe, that's comfortable. We have sold our house to people who are absolutely buzzing to move in and they were great. They accommodated our time frame. They were awesome to deal with and even bought some of our furniture off of us. And the biggest thing to be grateful for in all of this, we have a permanent residency visa for all four of us and we're emigrating to Australia and making our dream come true in two months' time. Oh, and also we booked a cruise. So we're going to cruise... And at the end of August, we come back and we have four days before we emigrate. So, you know, lots to be grateful for. So it's, it is easy to look at the negatives. It really is. But please just make sure that you're training your mind to look at the positives in every situation. Keep repeating your gratitude list. It can be the same things you're grateful for or different things. And even if you don't have the time to write it down, just make the time to purposely say it aloud or say it in your head and repeat it so that you're putting yourself in the vibration and the frequency of someone who is grateful because trust me it's a much better place to be in than a place of lack and negativity and I will I'll tell you that even just saying these things out loud will bring your mood up it allowed me to stop going into a negative spiral it literally made me smile I got really excited thinking about what's to come and all the things that I'm grateful for in this past I don't even know how long, six months, year. But lastly, please, please don't just accept that life is chaotic. Someone actually commented on one of my TikTok videos that basically we're all struggling life shit. And I'm like, it does not have to be that way. We are programmed to live a certain way. 
Now, personal development isn't about learning lots of information. It's about unlearning the beliefs that we have had bestowed upon us. And the majority of these beliefs are not our own beliefs. They've been bestowed upon us by our parents, generations before them and society. So if we were to consciously choose our beliefs that aligned with what we wanted, honestly, we'd be powerhouses. There's no stopping us. So that's what we need to do. We need to unlearn the beliefs that we have and now learn new beliefs that support the life that we want. But if you have a demanding job, for example, that takes everything from you or you're commuting for two hours each way or you're constantly having to do things for other people, you can change this. We've, you know, as I said, we've been programmed to live a certain way, but everything in life is a belief. Our life as we know it is formed from masses of beliefs. All we have to do is unlearn those beliefs. But if you've got a desire to live off-grid and grow your own vegetables, go for it. If you're fed up with the rat race and want to change careers, it's never too late. I promise you, if you make drastic change, you'll make lasting change. I heard a saying once that you're not going through shit, you're going through shifts. So we all must learn in order to grow and develop. But everything in life is a lesson and sometimes we get so bogged down in what we should be doing or how we should live our lives that we forget to live life according to what we want to do. Which brings me nicely on to my new programme. I have a five-day mini programme called Authentically You. It's designed to help you connect with your inner self and have the confidence to live authentically. Break down the beliefs that have held us back so far. And I will be officially launching at the end of July. But if you'd like some more info on this, please drop me an email or a DM. And I will leave my details in the show notes. So I'm going to end here. And I really do apologise for the shit sound quality. I will promise if it's raining next week, (laughs) I will find somewhere else to do this. And um, hopefully you've been able to hear me all right. And I will be back next week with another episode. So have a fabulous week.